didn't think you were going to, but you made it through the week. And so, all right, next week is Valentine's week, and that'll be that'll be fun. And so, hope that you're looking forward to a good weekend. And uh, it's going to be kind of wet, kind of, kind of. Yeah, it's not a it's not a washout weekend, although we have rain in every every day part just about of the forecast. But it's again, it's not just going to be a absolute downpour the whole weekend. It's more of a showers type thing, yeah. And so yeah, but it clears up by eh, clears up by Tuesday. So if anything, yeah, clears up by Tuesday. So that's a good thing, right? Yeah, so, uh, all right, well, we're glad to have you with us, and we're grateful to the Lord for His blessing. It's Friday. Glad to take questions today, whatever you'd like to talk about, 828-577-1296. That's direct into the control room iPad, or you can call the uh, Studio B, where uh, my producer this afternoon is Brianna Quinn, and uh, you can call her by dialing 828 884 Seven. Okay. All right. Glad to have you on board. Let's look at traffic today. You know, it's a, it's unusual for a Friday afternoon for the traffic not to be bad. Let me just make sure that I'm on the correct frame of the correct time and everything's been updated. And I am. And so it's kind of like uh, Larry was one time. He said, uh, we're sorry to say that we have no obituaries today. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to say we have no traffic jams today. How about that? Yeah, no traffic jams today. So, uh, yeah, we, I'm sorry we don't have any traffic jams for you. Well, I take that back. Now, there's none in Asheville, but if you're traveling west on, on I-40, it's going to be a problem. So let's look at that. West I-40, the traffic is backed up all the way back to 209 there at the Iron Duff, Crabtree, Lake Junaluska exit. And you will be crawling uh, less than five miles an hour is the average speed uh, till you get up to right before the bridge where you get to the alternate merge. Once you get to the alternate merge in the single file, it speeds up, which proves my point. And then through the construction zone, you're running about 45 and you're great on the other end. It's trying to get everybody over in the right, correct lane. So anyway, that's the problem. Coming back the other way, they're moving pretty good. But going that way, add, I'm going to call it 20, I'm going to call it 25 minutes to your journey if you're going to uh, the Tritown uh, area of uh, Gatlinburg, uh, Pigeon Forge, uh, Sevierville this afternoon. And mention to you also that uh, the Foothills Parkway that crosses there right as you come out of the Cherokee National Forest and it cuts across and comes over at Cosby, that's closed. Okay, they're not going to reopen that till late April. And so that cut through is closed. Uh, everything else, though, seems to be open all the way in, and I'm not showing any slowdowns or red ink, which is, again, unusual in the Sevierville Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area. Yeah. Did you know that there is a manhunt in the Blount County area, the Blount, Blount County area? Yeah, and that, of course, Blount County is, uh, well, it's in, the, it's in the vicinity there of Pigeon Forge, you know, that the Sevier County, then Blount County. This is uh, in, uh, like, down around... Uh, trying to think of the name, Alcoa, Tennessee. You know what I'm talking about? In that section, there's a manhunt. There was a man, you, you heard of in the news, that uh, earlier at 5 o'clock report has killed one deputy, wounded another. The Maryville, Alcoa, Springfield, that section, which is due south of Knoxville, and is still within, apparently, and I didn't know that, but it's still within Blount County. And so... Yeah, that's, there's a manhunt that's going on there for a cop killer. And so, uh, yeah, be, that's, uh, yeah that's, that's not good for sure. That's a sad situation. Everything else traffic-wise, though, is fine. You get the Knoxville and then forget it. Knoxville and I-40, that is a mess to behold, uh, especially west of town, both directions. Yeah, tough. 
Right, the rain has already started moving through here. The thing about it is it's not touching the ground. And it's because that our humidity has been so dry, it is actually evaporating. <clears throat> it's starting to get, you know, it's, it's thickening up today. So we're at 64%, <clears throat> excuse me. But a lot of it is to our north right now. So it's coming through Waynesville and parts north of there. And that's where the precipitation's at. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not going to get any. It just means that what little bit has fallen probably has evaporated. 57 at the airport, and uh, the pressure seems to be falling just a little bit. And then if I drop down to Greenville-Spartanburg, 60. So the temperatures have, have righted themselves. They were inverted the first three days of the week. And uh, they're, they're at 52%. <clears throat> they're a little further away from the precipitation than we are. It is kind of coming over, going to the north of us. And then here at the studios, we're at 50.8. If you give me just a second, I'm going to clear this frog out of my throat. I hate listening to somebody that needs to clear their throat, honestly. And I couldn't get that one out with a simple, uh, <clears throat> you know, couldn't, couldn't, get it, couldn't get it to move. Uh, so let's just read the forecast straight away, okay? So this afternoon, 20% chance and, uh, you know, hit and miss. Tonight, 20% uh, before 9. Tomorrow, it's 50% afternoon. And uh, then we've got 65 degrees tomorrow. We're looking at uh, less than a tenth of an inch tomorrow. Then for tomorrow night, low 51, 80%, about between a quarter and a half. For Sunday, showers 61, 90% uh, chance. For Sunday night, showers 52, 90%. For Monday, showers 59, and that's a lot cooler, isn't it? with a 90% chance. And then Monday night, showers before 8, 35, 60% chance. And then we move into a clear situation. Sunshine and clear on Tuesday, 29 Tuesday night, 56 Wednesday, 32 Wednesday night, 54 Thursday, 32 Thursday night, and 55 on Friday. So yeah, we're starting to see a little moderation of those temperatures. And they keep telling us that we're going to have a convergence of cold and wet here in the latter part of the month. And I'm hoping that uh, it doesn't occur during Sherathon for you snow lovers. Yeah, for sure. The ninth day of the month of February, and again, taking questions at 577-1296 or 828-884-9427. The general budget today is being sponsored by Gary Wilkie, and it's in loving memory of his wife, Gail on her birthday, which would have been tomorrow. He's thankful for the Lord giving them almost 48 years together on this side of eternity. And Brother Wilkie, thank you. And we salute the memory of Miss Gail uh, coming up her birthday tomorrow. The network budget sponsored to wish happy birthday to Travis Owen. And this is from everyone who loves him. And I love Travis Owen, so I happy birthday to everyone who loves him. I didn't participate in the pledge, but I do love Travis Owen. He's my friend, and I appreciate that. Happy birthday. All right, 16 days till Sherathon. You imagine that? 16 days till Sherathon. That's not long, is it? Not long at all. All right, let me, uh, let me look over here, and let's do, <clears throat> let's, See if I can get it to work here anyway, get the mouse, mouse to work. So let's do roll call today. Ann Arbor, Arden, Birmingham, Brevard, Franklin, Gordon, Nebraska, which is probably the uh, Lakota Sioux reservation listening. Hendersonville, Houston, Indianapolis, Kiev, Germany, Manchester, Martinsville, uh, Morrisville, Mount Laurel, Mumbai, India, Nassau, Oberlin, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. We have with us this afternoon, and if it would work, the, it's always got a lag to it because it's always trying to update by the time I'm moving. Uh, Plymouth, Rock Hill, many times. Sacramento, Seattle, Toledo, uh, Germany, Europe. The Netherlands are with us today. And, uh, yeah, I've been to the Netherlands a couple of times. And uh, KLM used to be my favorite airline to fly to Europe with. Um, and I say used to be. It still is for that matter. I mean, as far as I just haven't flown lately. 
uh, to Europe lately. Um, Weaverville and Williamston, South Carolina. All right. Glad to have all of you on board. And we appreciate you being here with us this afternoon. We do. Thank you so very, very much. And uh, ask you to pray. We have uh, one of our missionaries is with a team that is ministering to the military in Israel. And they are, have several things that they're short in supply of. And so we took tactical gloves to the Israeli Defense Force. And uh, they were thrilled to get them. And so that's a ministry that they're doing with, with the Israeli military right now and trying to minister to them. Also, uh, the team that was in, uh, that was in Africa, uh, they're on the way back. And maybe, I don't know exactly where they are in their process, but they're on the way back in. And so uh, they, were, they went to uh, Burkina Faso, and uh, they uh, got moved. They had seven young preachers that were, uh, that were called as a result of that, seven young preachers. And so that's a, that's a blessing. Appreciate that. Glad to know that. Then we've got a team out in Nevada in a snowstorm. And out on the Navajo Reservation. And so they'll be making their way back in here in the next little bit. And so remember all of these. And, uh, yeah, appreciate that. Um, the uh, <laughs> So uh, I've got a caller that wants to talk about the lamb. They said, uh, caller said, if you can't get that lamb to drink, you should get Shannon to come over and try because they remembered you saying how well Benjamin did with her. Yeah, I... I bought a five-week-old lamb. I had a little bit of a brain freeze there when, uh, but my, at the time, nine-year-old, ten-year-old granddaughter looked up at me. That little lamb was out on the auction block, and that uh, my granddaughter looked up at me and said, "Papa," and she never said, "Can I have it?" She just said, "Papa." I just put my hand in the air and just held it until I got it. Yeah, but no matter what it cost, I mean, I, it didn't matter to me. I mean, just forget it. You know, I couldn't, ain't no way. She, those eyes, I couldn't do it. And so brought that thing home, and uh, during Sherathon, believe it or not, the Saturday before Sherathon a couple of years ago, and end up it stepping on it, broke its leg, had to have it set, take it to the vet, and that thing become a pet like a German shepherd, I'm telling you. Still today, Shanna can drive up in, in, in the pickup truck, particularly in the truck, she, when, that, when that sheep hears that truck and hears Shanna's voice, here it comes. I'm talking about it thinks that's her mama right there. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we could always put that. I don't think she, I think Shanna run the other way if I told her she had to bottle feed another lamb. The little lamb is doing okay. I named her Annabelle, and uh, her mama's name is Roxy, and Roxy has gotten her appetite back, and so she's eating. And I still got to watch her fluids, make sure she's getting enough fluid intake, but she is eating. And so uh, that's a good thing. And so she's been on everything. She had a uh, prolapse during, child, during, I start to say childbirth, during birth. Uh, and uh, so had to have surgery and it was quite traumatic. And so we put her on milk, magnesia, antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, um, all kinds of things. Yeah. To... But she went about three days, wouldn't eat a bite. And then suddenly, suddenly, it's come back. So I've been force-feeding her these real thick syrup. It's a extremely high-nutrient uh, supplement, and you can feed it to everything but a cat. Never have understood why you can't feed it to a cat. I guess because it'll scratch your eyeballs out, you know. I don't know why you can't feed it to a cat. So it's in a bottle. You can feed it to any animal, and it is... It's so intense. I mean, it'll put weight on one. I mean, it'll put the weight on them. It's a real thick syrup. And apparently it's sweet tasting uh, from the smell of it. It's, it smells like it's sweet. I haven't tried it, but apparently it is sweet tasting. But you got to squirt it, and it's, it's as thick as molasses. And uh, I tried to put it in cold the other day. I tried to get her to take it cold, and I couldn't hardly get it to come out of this syringe. It was so cold, just thick as molasses. So I uh, found that you heat it up, it seems to be a little more palatable. 
but anyway, we're yeah, that's the story on the on the lamb, and they are okay right now. Yeah, they're they're okay. And the other lady, my pygmy goat, she's my oldest uh, oldest female, and she is expecting, and she looks like she's carrying saddlebags. I'm thinking she's got twins. And when's the when's the new moon? When's the new moon? When's the moon change? Is the new moon? Is it today? When's the new moon? Somebody look at the almanac. And tell me, cause uh, I'm expecting her to drop those 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 goats. So I've got I've got uh, two babies. No, she might got one baby goat, one baby lamb. Y'all seen them playing together yesterday? It was funny. And the goat and the lamb, and uh, the little lamb is black and white, and its fleece is as tight as a sweater. I thought they'd be fluffy. It's not fluffy. It's not at all fluffy. It's got this really tight fleece on it. Very, very tight. So, uh, yeah. It's today, isn't it? Tonight at 9 o'clock? Okay. That's, okay, that tells me, because I thought it was today. I've got a ominous calendar I got from the funeral home, but I fail, and I've not been marking it. I've been, because usually I can tell when they're going to, when they're going to drop based on the, on the phases of the moon. And uh, so I'm thinking tonight or tomorrow I'm going to have two more goats, pygmies, little gray pygmies. We raised the gray ones, just gray. That's all we raise. The gray, white, and black mixture is what we raise. And so we're expecting that to happen. Yeah. All right. Yeah, new moon. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, questions concerning what I said yesterday? Okay. Well, <clears throat> what I said yesterday was that we'd had a great blessing at Anchor, and then that's all I said. So <clears throat> I think I can say this without uh, betraying anything, and, and, and really, I, I don't want, number one, I don't want to brag. Number two, I don't want anybody to get jealous. Number three, um, I feel embarrassed. I don't feel like run. somebody said, you run around shouting. No, I didn't. I felt like I wanted to get up under the carpet and hide. That's how I feel. But anyway, we had a gift of, of a piece of property yesterday. A substantial piece of property. And so, bless the Lord. And that's 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 all I can say. That's all I'm I'm going to say, okay. But that's that's it was a it was a gift of property. And so that's a, that's extremely valuable. And we bless the Lord for that. Okay, we bless the Lord. Uh, Brianna, will you come please take my phone and return that call? They've called a couple of times. They know what time it is. There must be an issue. And so uh, I'll get you to take that for me, if you will, okay? And remind them where I'm at and what I'm, what I'm doing here, okay? All right, thank you. All right, uh, most folks that know me know I'm on the radio. So they, but, but a lot of people think that you can talk to them while you're talking on the radio, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a one-at-a-time thing, yeah. Anyway, um, all right, that, that's, that's the, okay. Uh, all right, so there, there, there's some things I, I don't want to, I don't know, I just don't want to do. Uh, some things I just, I don't care to get into. So I, I'm, I didn't say I'd, I'd talk about anything you want to talk about. I didn't say that. I said, we'll, we'll talk about some things if you want to ask some questions. But I just, there's some things I, I'm not going to, no, I'm, I'm not going to get, get involved in. Uh, just, no, I, I'm, I'm not today. Okay, it's Friday. I'm going to keep it light as much as I can. Keep it light. Yeah. We are working on places to park everybody for Sherathon. We have got our campgrounds full, completely full. And we have a campground here behind the building, and it's completely full. But I wanted to mention that the campground across from us here, just right down the street from us, behind the Penrose Post Office, they have given us a group rate. So if anyone wants to come in for wants to come in for Sherathon with full hookups, I mean it's literally walking distance, just right down the right down the way here, right down the old highway. And then they also have a second campground that's a little further down across from the Church of God of Prophecy. So yeah, we do have that. And then if others are coming in and you want hotel accommodations for Sherathon. We also have a convention rate, which means that, you know, we, we rent large, you know, blocks of rooms. And uh, 
it is a it is a discount. It's a corporate discount. It's a convention rate. And all you would need to do for that is if you would like to come and stay where all of our, all of our guests stay, and we stay at the Hampton at Walmart, uh, you just call and, and from the front desk during business hours and ask them what that code is, and they will give you our convention code, and then you at booking you enter that code, and it will give you the same price that we pay, okay, for you know renting a whole blocks of rooms yeah for folks coming in yeah that's that's right and then i've had some other people asking about you know housing and other things and there there are a huge number of airbnbs in our area and none of them are very busy right now uh not this time of the year so but they do fill up kind of on the weekends but during the week they're here and i think you can get some pretty good deals but again you'd have to vrbo or home away or Airbnb. You'd have to check, you know, check those. And there are two or three different areas that you can Google uh, or that you can put in, like, you know, use Horseshoe, uh, Etowah. You could use Penrose, Pisgah Forest. You could use, of course, Brevard and, and those sections. And it might give you some, you know, some alternatives. You can go further out, Cedar Mountain and Rosman and Toxway, but you're talking Toxway is 45 minutes probably. Do the same thing toward Hendersonville. You can go over toward Hendersonville. But uh, again, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. Uh, and somebody, somebody's asking the question, says, uh, has the AM power decreased? It's picked, it picked up good and loud all day, and now it has a lot of static. Yes. Yes, we decreased our power. Let me bring it up. Our power decreased today at uh, 4.15. At 4.15 today, we went from 50,000 watts to 15,000 watts. So if you're listening to me right now, you're listening to us on a 15,000-watt carrier. So I said, well, why'd you do that? Because we're required to by the FCC because we throw so much SkyWave that we interfere with other stations. And so they made us cut back. It's called critical hours. And uh, yes, so we are at a diminished power level, but we do it every day. So it's not just today, you know. And uh, yeah, <laughs> 1098, yeah, I know. Uh, I know that uh, Mr. Biden got very confused in a press conference and he yeah, he's he's very he's gotten very confused, and uh, I guess I blame his handlers. I guess I blame the people around him. You know, you if he is having problems, then they need to be they they need to protect him. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, protect him from incriminating himself, and so. I blame his staff and those around him. Now, if he if he has a script and he goes astrays from it, then not much you can do about that. After all, he is the president. But just to get him up and do impromptu press conferences, it's ridiculous. You know better, and you know what it's going to result in. And so he's made several major stumbles. Uh, and so... You know, people are now questioning his capacity. As a matter of fact, the you know special counsel about the the the, the documents, uh, the special counsel on the classified material being found in all those places that he was not authorized to have. Special counsel in the in the report talks about the president's mental status. And his diminished mental status, and it, he, not just once, not just once, but over and over and over, cites things that Mr. Biden has messed up, things he he's wrong on, and so they're not going to prosecute because of it. They said they don't feel like he did it apparently maliciously or whatever, but his diminished mental status led to him removing classified material from classified areas and therefore they're not going to prosecute Mr. Biden. 
You can read it. But they did mention his diminished mental status multiple times in that report. So, yeah, they did. Uh, well, somebody said, what do you think will happen with the wars, Ukraine and Israel, if Mr. Trump were to be reelected? I'm not sure that you, okay, so here's, let's go back to why this happened. So why suddenly did Russia invade neighboring Ukraine? Why did they do that? Nobody will tell you this, but these are facts. And they're, they're nonpartisan facts. Ukraine pulled away from Russia and immediately talks began to join the United Nations. Immediately. And this was when, back when Russia could do nothing about it. But two things were required by any country wanting into NATO. Number one, you have to have your financial accountability. You have to be able to produce you know, financial accountability and be able to support the, the overall effort financially. That's the first tenet. The second tenet is that your military has to be brought up to the standard of all the other NATO countries' military. The calibers of your weapons has to match. Your radio frequencies have to match. The, the armaments, the, the, all those things, they have to match. Okay? And if your weaponry matches that standard that NATO sets so that any member country can fire your weapons or you can fire theirs, any member country can fly your airplanes or you can fly theirs, the, the overall standard, okay, that's the two things that NATO requires. They require financial accountability, and secondly, they require and a financial commitment to the overall NATO cost. And secondly, they require compatibility of the militaries, of the, of the armaments. They have had, Ukraine had almost 30 years to do that, but they never could, or they never would, whichever. But it has always been a bargaining chip for American presidents. Bill Clinton would never tell the Russians that he was going to let Ukraine join NATO. He, he was, he said, I, you know, I'm, 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 you're not going to do that. George W. Bush, he always kept that as a bargaining tool. And the first thing they wanted to know what George Bush was going to do, he said, are you going to let Ukraine, Russia, said, are you going to let Ukraine join NATO? And he said, what will you give me if I don't? And they said, well, if you don't let them join, because we need a buffer, you know, between the NATO states and us, and that will be a buffer. We don't want nukes up our border. So if you'll keep them from joining, we will do thus and such. Barack Obama's handed the baton and even as liberal as Barack Obama was, he was, a, he was shrewd in that he said, they said, will you let, will you let, will you back Russia, Ukraine joining, Ukraine joining NATO? And he said, what will you give me if I don't? When Donald Trump got in, same thing. What do you give me if I don't? And well, we agree that we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do this. We'll provide Europe with gas. We'll provide this and this and this. Okay, okay, we won't do it. A man who is facing impeachment for his business ties and possible bribery with Ukraine and his son with Ukraine, when he gets into office, what do you think the first thing that Russia said? They said, are you going to allow... Ukraine to join NATO. And Mr. Biden said, absolutely. And as a result of that, Putin invaded it. 
You say, it's not that simple. Well, in the time that I have allotted, that's as simple as I can make it. Okay? There's a whole lot more to it. Uh, I can call, I know personally, men who were involved in the negotiations. I know men who were stationed there, who toured American congressmen there. I know people in the military in high levels, just below general, that were in the process. Boots on the ground all the time in the process, absolutely Mr. Biden threw away the bargaining chip, and when he did, because here's the thing, they couldn't join NATO because, number one, the financial thing, they couldn't do it. They'd never been able to, too much corruption. Number two, their military's not compatible. So they've never met those two tenants to join NATO in 30 years. They've never done it. They still didn't do it. They can't do it. But the commitment by Biden to Ukraine caused Putin to invade it. So let me just give you a, a make-believe synopsis. Russia and Mexico sign an agreement that they're going to be military partners. And as a part of that, Russia agrees to stations nuclear bombers and nuclear weapons up the Rio Grande in seeing distance of America on the other side of the river, all the way across our southern border. They agree to put nuclear bombers and nuclear weapons pointed at America. What's the first thing that the United States has to do? We would have to invade Mexico to stop Russia from making it a nuclear country or aimed at us. There's no other option. There's no other choice. So I hope you understand the point that I'm trying to make. If, and I, and I don't know, I know this, even though he is even though he is not a great conversationalist, Donald Trump has a hard time articulating. He, I've never been impressed by, now he's a motivator, but I've never been impressed by his vocabulary nor his uh, ability to express himself. He, he's, he seems like he struggles with that. But I do know, and this is in a public setting, but and I do know this, in a private setting, the man is a fabulous negotiator. So you can't prove that. Look at his wealth. And his dad gave him a start, but his dad didn't make him a billionaire. And much of that was won on the, through negotiation and projects and project negotiations and, pro, and, and land and all these things. Okay, We know that when he met with the leader of North Korea, suddenly North Korea stopped the saber-rattling and all, all was good. Remember that? Don't know what he said to him. Nobody knows what he said to him other than the translator. No one knows. Three people in the room, the little guy, the big guy, and the translator. But suddenly that whole threat went away, didn't it? It is possible that if President 47, he, his code name was 45 when I talked about the president with members of the staff. He was always referred to as 45, and that was his code name, 45. So anytime he used the letter 40, you knew who he was talking about, the 45th president. If the 47th president, Donald Trump, says to Mr. Putin, we're not letting him in. We'll keep it as a buffer country, but I need you to back off. I need you to pull out. Maybe let them have Crimea because the people want to be, supposedly the people in Crimea want to be a part of Russia. Maybe. But there's a possibility of a negotiated, if not a peace, a truce. 
And if there's a man alive right now, Donald Trump's the man. If anybody could do it, because he does it from a position of strength. In other words, there's always the carrot and the stick. So it could be something along this line. Uh, you know, if, uh, you know, we're going to offer you the, you know, the, the bill, you know, to, to, to stop the bombardment, to stop, to pull back and, and let's, let's get, you know, let's go into a, uh, at least a ceasefire type situation. And if you'll do that, they won't join NATO and we won't send any more armament over there if you'll do that. But if you don't, but if you don't, we're going to send our new F-35s and we're going to drop some of those off and train those and we're going to send the F-35s over. And there's nothing in the world that can outfly them run them, out-target them. There's nothing in the world to compare to them. And a few of those aircraft over Ukraine would decimate the Russian military. Just saying. That's just a suggestion. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the president will do if he's reelected. I don't know what he'll do. But I'm just saying it is a way. It is a way. Israel, this would have never happened if the president, if, if Donald Trump, Trump had remained the 45th and had second term. Gaza, this would never have happened. Never would have happened. Because you take Americans and American hostages, there would have been Americans on the ground. We would have had SEAL teams, Delta Force, we would have had marine strike forces. We would have had American soldiers in Gaza, and we would have ferreted out every one of those rascals, and we would have got our people back under Donald Trump. You can rest assured that would have been the case. And why we didn't do that? Obviously because of lack of leadership. But I'm just telling you, <laughs> you would never have done that to Donald Trump. He probably would have used some unsavory language and he probably would have pounded the table and he probably would have got up, come up out of his seat and pointed at the Joint Chiefs and the heads would have rolled. And I'm not talking about on our side. It's just, it's just who he was, okay? It's just, it's, it's the man that he was and the man that he is. Like his politics, don't like his politics. Like his personality, don't like his personality. I don't like his personality. He and I could never be fishing buddies. But I respect him. But I don't like him. I respect his principles. America probably has never been stronger. Possibly than under Ronald Reagan. And secondly, under... Donald Trump. And I'll say this. The American military have never favored a president like they did Donald Trump. You probably have to go all the way back. Now, at 9-11, obviously, everybody favored George W. on 9-11. But I'm talking about before and after. But before that, you'd have to go all the way back to Reagan as the commander-in-chief, that the that the military respected their commander in chief, it would have been it would have been Reagan. And then back of that, the next man would have been Eisenhower. I'm telling the truth. Yep. Okay. Change gears. Uh, if if you and I had had classified documents, we'd be under the jail. Well, here's the funny part: the there are still criminal charges pending against. President Donald Trump. Now, the president has the right to declassify anything he chooses. That's the presidential, that's his unction. He can do that. So if the president says, okay, this box is no longer classified, then it's not classified. So for a president to have documents that he said, these are no longer classified, they're no longer classified. So there's no, there's no harm, no foul. 
But for a vice president to take those out of his office and put them in his garage with his Corvette, yeah, yeah, can't, can't do that. And so, yeah, but anyway. Um, well, here's the other thing, yeah. Of course, Barack Obama gave back the first big sum of money through his, through his surrogate uh, and uh, gave back, what, 15, how much was it? 15 billion, was it? I forgot what it was, 150 billion. I don't know, it's way big amount that he gave Iran back, been frozen for years, gave it back to them. Uh, the uh, Iran, Iran is behind, the Gaza invasion, Iran is behind our, the killing of our uh, service men and women there in Jordan, they are behind all of the bombings we've had. We've been over attacked. We've been we have been attacked over 150 times. The American military has been attacked over 150 times in the Middle East. The American military. Let me say it again. The American military has been attacked over 150 times. You haven't heard that on the news, have you? It's all been by Iranian-backed forces. I don't think that President Trump would have withstood five attacks, much less 150. He might have been raining down missiles on Tehran before. I mean, it just, he's not geared that way, okay? He would have never let that happen. Somebody said, yeah, he's a warmonger and he's going to get us in a nuclear war. I guess anytime you, <laughs> if you got him, I guess it's always a threat, right? But can I say this? The threat of a man using nuclear weapons has kept us from using any nuclear weapons since 1945. The threat of mutual destruction has kept us out of nuclear war, even tactical nuclear war, for all these years. So do the math on it. What is it, 55 and, and 24? 79 years? It's not happened? But if anybody thinks that America is so lax or so, has, or so, have, so spineless, that we would never launch, even a retaliatory attack, that puts us in a very, very dangerous place. I'm just telling you. So, I don't think being strong has ever escalated nuclear war. I think being weak is what escalates it. We've already seen that with the Muslim world, we want to, the way the liberals approach the Muslim crisis is that they just want to roll over and play dead and sing Kumbaya and everybody sit in a circle and feel warm and fuzzy about everything. The problem with that is, any time that there is meekness with an M displayed to a radical Muslim, they interpret that as weakness with a W. Seen it too many times. And there have been times I've had to arch my back and look tough and be scared to death. But I had to look tough, ball up my fist square my shoulders back and grip my teeth and they weren't sure exactly what I would do or what I had or what the outcome would be and they'd back down. You turn and run, they'll stone you as you leave. You, you, try, to, you try to appease them, worst thing you could possibly do is to try to appease them when they get after you. 
I had a mob in the old, the old, uh, I started, is that, that's Greek, the Multiplaca, um, that's, 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 that's the big market in, uh, in, in, uh, Athens, uh, Greece, uh, it's not called the Multiplaca, it's called, uh, anyway, whatever it's called, it's in, in Cairo, the ancient, uh, market in Cairo, possibly there during the time of Christ, I had one guy jump on me for being American, and during the first Gulf War, I was there, and he, he jumped on me, and he started trying to incite, basically, everybody to, 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 take, to hurt me, and started to, and, and used a grandmother who was there on the sidewalk, and, and that, look how, look how hard she has it, look at her, and then look at me, and I don't know what, I don't know what that had to do with anything, but he, he used that, and he started talking about this poor little grandmother. Well, that got some people's attention. What about this poor little grandmother? This American and you Americans and da 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 da, all in Arabic, of course. So the translator's trying to tell me as much as he can. I'm picking up. I don't have to have translation. I I I know, I know body language. I know when I'm fixing to have to fight. That's not hard. <laughs> I've had my, both eyes beaten one socket more than once. And uh, so I, I know a little bit about that, that side of it. I know a little bit about fighting and posture and those lit, first lick and all that. I know a little bit about that. And uh, this dude was there for blood. He really was. And I, if, I had, if I had blinked, I'd have been, I'd have been duck soup, boys. But for, I, I didn't argue with him, but I stood my ground and uh, act like I wasn't interested, wasn't scared of him. And uh, car came, and I was able to get in it and escape out of the mess. But it was a mess. And then I used that same tactic on the Kuwaiti border, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, the Kuwaiti, Kuwaiti Iraqi border. And I use yeah. I, uh, anyway, I won't go into all that. But uh, nevertheless, it's kind of dangerous to wander around in a war zone by yourself. I mean, that's that's pretty dangerous. But uh, anyway, never never been known for being real smart, just, you know, kind of, uh, you know. So anyway, somebody said there's a fine line between faith and foolishness. Yep, and I've crossed it numerous times. God help us. God help us. God help us. All right. Thank you for being on this afternoon. Thank you for being with us. we got some folks sick with COVID. Remember that. We'd also ask you to pray over some folks got some surgery coming up and looking for possibly some malignancy. We'll see and some things don't look good, remember, just, just in general. Got a lady who is facing possible dialysis, we'll remember that. Uh, we got uh, the two mission teams, well, actually got three out. We got Africa, Israel, and, and uh, Navajo that are out right now, and so remember them. And then you pray, I have got opportunity. I've got an opportunity in Venezuela to buy a large house and I don't know it's in, I've got to convert it, it's in uh, hectares. So I'm not sure exactly how big the lot is, but it's pretty good size. And a church is wanting it to hold meeting and they want to make a church building out of it. And I have the opportunity to buy that whole place. And I've got good attorneys in Venezuela that work for us. I can buy that entire property for 5,000 US dollars. I mean, I can buy it within. I'm at next week for five thousand dollars. So, and I've got two others that we're looking at. This we have bought thirteen, all with clean titles, church buildings, church properties, and even a camp. We've bought thirteen properties so far. I had a property that I really wanted. It was an old uh, vocational school. Really wanted it. And I, it met her all over. I really wanted it. And my attorneys come back and said, uh, paper's, paper's no good. Paper's no good. I said, well, we want it anyway. Go ahead and go ahead and make it happen. And they came back and said, no, no. Said uh, it, it was handed down and it was in a, a state thing. And it, the, the principal died and handed it to the kids. And, and then it was sold. And part of the kids didn't sign. And there's no way to fix it. And so the papers are no good. No, 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 no we're not going to buy it. And so just to test the waters, I said, no, you don't understand. I said, 
I want that property. Go ahead and buy it. And immediately the response was, get you a new attorneys. Get new attorneys. We will not complete the transaction. And I said, no need to get new attorneys. <laughs> no need to get new attorneys. <laughs> no, matter of fact, I'm just, just the opposite. Uh, yeah, no need to get new attorneys. You, you're the ones I want. I want you to stay right where you are. And, uh, yep, you're, you're exactly who I need. And so, uh, yep, that's, that's, and uh, so, so they're good, good guys. And they won't, if it's shady, they won't work with us. They won't do it. And I needed to, I needed to know that. And since that time, we've bought 13 through them and have uh, 13 properties down there because their economy collapsed. And so there's no money. And so we can buy these houses cheaply and use them for the glory of God. You probably have 85 pastors we support in the country of Venezuela as a part of our missions here. Remember that, if you will, okay? All right. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for your mercy, your grace, and your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for this Friday afternoon. I pray that you'd bless the people of God this weekend. Lord, may your will be done, and may the mind of Christ be ours. Pray for Israel. Pray for the wrath of God against our enemies. I pray for this country. I pray you'd raise up godly leaders. I pray, Lord, for uh, this civil war, cultural war, the civil war of the mind that's going on. Lord, I realize that we're losing. But Lord, I pray, if be you will, Lord, send us just a breath of God. You could reverse this in a short order before if you'd only move among us. So we ask that you would and plead the blow over it in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being on board. I'm Pastor Randy Barton. Until we meet again, whether on the air or in the air, may God richly bless you is your prayer.